0: Many of you know the skit guys from their amazing ministry on the stage and in short films, but did you know they have a movie coming out on May 13th, 2022? Tommy and Eddie join me on this episode of the podcast to tell you exactly why their movie family camp can be a great resource for you and your ministry. Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast. My name is Steve Cullum, and today I'm joined by Tommy Woodard and Eddie James, who you might better know as the Skit Guys. I have been a huge fan of these guys for a long time and is an absolute privilege to have them on the podcast to get to know them a little better and also discuss their upcoming movie family camp which hits theaters on may 13th 2022 we will dig into how the movie came to be what it's all about and why it should be a great resource for you to use in your ministry to teenagers and their families but before we begin we need to say a huge thanks to the sponsor for this episode of the podcast G Shades is a youth ministry curriculum and teaching strategy focused on helping students see every life situation through the lens of the gospel. There's several options to fit everyone with three plans to choose from. This curriculum gives you the resources that you need to do what you do better. Do you need message outlines, a discussion guide, and a game? That's just $16 a month. If you're looking for a higher production value, including bumper videos, Instagram devotionals, and parent guides, that's $25 a month. And do you want an affordable youth ministry video curriculum that can help you increase your online reach during this pandemic? G-Shades has you covered for $36 a month. You will not find a better youth ministry video curriculum at that price point anywhere. G-Shades really sets itself apart by helping students see the gospel applies to every life situation that is out there. And if you want to find out more about Mike Haynes, the founder of G Shades, you can check out episodes 32 and 55 of the Student Ministry Podcast. So go ahead and head over to gshades.org to download season three of G Shades Youth Ministry Curriculum and be sure to use the promo code T-S-M-P-O-D for the Student Ministry Podcast at checkout to get an extra 10% off G-S-H-A-D-E-S dot O-R-G and use the promo code T S M P O D, G Shades, seeing life through the lens of the gospel. You can find the link for G Shades in the podcast show notes. Thanks so much, G Shades, for sponsoring this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. If you are new to the podcast, I want to let you know that we are on social media. You can find all those links in the show notes. And if you like what you hear and your podcast app allows for a review, please take a moment to leave us five stars and let us know why you like the show. We really appreciate all of you who have left a positive review recently. All right. Now it's time to jump into this conversation with Tommy and Eddie of the Skit Guys. Well, Tommy and Eddie, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It is such a privilege. Hey, thanks for having us, Steve. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, This podcast is all for youth pastors. They're listening out there. They probably heard a little bit about the skit guys. I'm I'm assuming I, I know I, uh, I feel like I, my entire professional career within uh, youth ministry has been uh, with you guys in a way, kind of from afar. Um, I think my first youth ministry uh, convention or conference that I went to, you guys were there uh, doing skits and everything. You've been in other youth events that I've taken my students to. So I've gotten to know you guys over the years and I've heard your story many times uh, because it's something that I, I really love that you guys bring your story as a part of what you do on stage and able to just share the gospel with teenagers and and anybody that you're you're in contact with but for those of you that are listening that don't know uh the skit guys um we'd love to dig into their story at the very beginning so tommy if you would um tell me a little bit about your story how did god get you to the point where where you are today Man, our
1: story is just rooted in student ministry. I mean, um, you know, I m- my personal story was I, I didn't go to church that often, uh, and a youth pastor conned me into going on a mission trip. Uh, he literally lied to me, uh, just so you know. I think it's okay in student <laughs> ministry. And, uh, you know, drama was my God. Applause was my God. And he said, we need someone to do drama on this mission trip. He had no plans for drama on that mission trip. Uh, but <laughs> huh? I said, yes. And uh, he quickly had to find a monologue for me to do. And uh, that week at that mission trip changed my life. And uh, I came home, uh, was as it is with many students who go on mission trips. I came home way too jesus He like, you know, just kind of on fire. My buddy, Eddie, you know, we had plans to go be on Saturday Night Live after he graduated from high school because he's a year younger than me. Uh, you know, my buddy, Eddie, was just like, what? the heck is wrong with this guy, you know? And um, I I had the opportunity, our church was doing a revival to, I invited Eddie to, to, to church. It was no noble act on my part. Uh, The truth of the matter was he'd auditioned for a a play and that, that was our world. And he Mm -hmm. didn't get the part and I didn't, he's my friend and I loved him. I didn't know what to do. So in this new understanding of life, I was like, Hey, we're having this thing in my church. Do you want to go, you know? And he came, I think he came for the pizza, but you know, he got Jesus and, uh, you know, our youth pastor, then that same youth pastor was like, I want you guys to do skits on Wednesday night. And that is the birth story of the skit guys.
0: That's awesome. That's so cool. I love how, like, <laughs> cause it was for me too. I mean, I don't, I don't think my youth pastor had any idea, you know, what I really had, uh, available or whatever, but he just asked me to like, teach for the kids or teach for this or this fill in for me here. And I'm like, I barely know the Bible like, okay, sure. But those, <laughs> but those opportunities, Steve, Steve you know, in student ministry. It's okay. Right. If you don't, it's all good. <laughs> but those opportunities, yeah. Led into, you know, eventually what God had for me. So that's so awesome. Um, Eddie, like I'd love to, yeah, hear a little more of your story. It's, it's cool to, you know, know that, you know, you guys came together around Christ at a young age. Um, but yeah, how did, has God worked into your life and to bring you here?
2: Uh, you know, Tom, Tommy said it really well. Um, yeah, didn't make the play. And uh, that, you know, that that would have just been like the equivalent of a jock not making the, the football team, especially if you've been doing it since, you know, Little League. So that was a big, it was different. And um, so I did have time on my hands. And, you know, when he invited me to church, I, I basically just said, yeah, sure. I got nothing better to do. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, that sounds awesome, so, <laughs> you know that sounds amazing church okay <laughs> but um yeah so i was not a church kid or anything um i did say yes to jesus september 17th 1987 uh jesus stepped out of heaven into my heart changed my life uh i did ask what's next and they said you know come to sundays come to wednesdays and sunday nights and i was like oh wait the jeffersons <laughs> are on sunday night i i do not want to <laughs> do that um and you we're not I ready to money. move on up. <laughs> no, I wasn't. No, I was fine. And uh, my parents weren't going to take me. Like, that wasn't a thing. Like, I would have to get a ride. Uh, my parents didn't go to church. So, um, so, I rode my bike. I rode my bike because that Sunday night after I just said yes to Jesus. And I remember um, I sat in the very back, very back pew, and someone sang a song, like a solo. Um, you know, watch the lamb, probably. Who knows? And. <laughs> And, uh, um, I started to clap. Like I, yeah, I clap. that's, that's right. what I knew. And everybody started clapping. And I, I remember really distinctly as a senior in high school, that fall going, I started to clap. that was, <laughs> I did that, you know, cause we're full of hubris. Right. And, <laughs> and then the, uh, the pastor got up there and went, we do not clap in the house of God. And. <laughs> I just saw all these heads just go down. Like it really was Uh like so shame filled. And he said, amen. And (laughs) I heard this, I heard this mumble "Eh, eh." (laughs) and I really felt bad. Like I I did not know what was going on or what I just stepped into. And he said, no, 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 no. I said, amen. And everyone, you know, heads popped up and amen. You know, and I really did, Steve, I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to be able to be a Christian. Yeah. If this is what this <laughs> is like, I'm, I am dead in the water. But yeah. I think with that same philosophy, yeah, our, our youth minister did start saying, hey, why don't you start using your powers for good instead of evil? You know, but mm-hmm. making fun mm-hmm. of me and talking and trying to get all the attention <laughs> and uh, start start doing skits. And he gave me skit books. and. God bless the people that came before us. There's a lot of, there was a lot of great groups in the 70s and 80s, but um, skits back then you had to get to Jesus really quickly. It Mm -hmm. was, you know, it was basically Jesus was introduced in the third sentence, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think with that same, you know, same mindset, like, oh no, I don't talk like this. Oh, I don't know if I can do this. We really did. We started stealing stuff from starting out live and trying to make Christian. So it was that's hard tough. to do, but that's that's tough, what we did. Dude.
0: Yeah, that's, that's true. But I I I've heard you guys talk about that. Is there any footage of any of that anywhere that we could find? Yeah, I actually. Yeah. yeah. Not that okay. you can find. <laughs> no,
1: no, we're smarter than that.
2: But
0: yeah,
1: I actually somewhere around here have a video of. uh Eddie and I doing Hans and Franz. Uh, It it was, yeah, it was definitely (laughs) like it goes down in the annals of one of our most difficult shows it was nice. uh it was a fifth quarter so it was following a football game and like we were doing Hans and Franz and none of these kids care none <laughs> of them you know and we're throwing our best you know and, and they're just rowdy and you could see just the anger in our faces and we're being Hans and Franz so we're like sit down you need to sit down listen you
2: know?
1: <laughs> and what was so cool though about that story is like we when we finished that part of the the show we both went separate ways off this stage, and we had to change clothes. Mm-hmm. And both of us were praying separately. You know, and it was looking back, it was probably you know one of us may have been praying, "Lord, smite them, kill every one of those. <laughs> they are awful." You know, but but it it, it was us praying, "God, we, help us. We can't do this." You know, yeah. and we came back on stage for what was a much more serious skit, and you just thought, "Oh, they are gonna crucify us." You yeah. know, and they just listened and. Hmm gospel was presented and students came to know Jesus. And, you know, I think that was a, that was something in our ministry that I think from that point on, and that was seriously, that was 30 years ago, you know, when we did that, at Mm -hmm. least I think from that point on, I don't know that we've stepped on a stage without taking the time to pray. Mm -hmm. Like, because we get, you know, where the change happens. It's Mm -hmm. not because we're funny, you know, (laughs)
2: And that was one of the first skits we ever wrote like it Mm. wasn't like Mm. you know hans and franz or church lady or you know whatever um it really was it was it was called the football skit and it was about two guys that meet in the locker room so um i think there was also power in that as well to go oh wait if we keep trying to write stuff let's i mean i mean let's see what can happen but yeah we did it was a that was and, and and kudos to our youth pastor to go he yeah. took us along with him. You yep. know. He took us along with him. He was speaking or maybe, or maybe, maybe he drove us to that gig. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. It was like, I'll just drive you guys. But he really gave up some gigs, uh, some speaking opportunities and stuff like that around Oklahoma and just said, no, but I got these two guys and we would mm-hmm. come for gas money and a chicken dinner. And yeah. that's how we learned ministry, you know, and yeah, I'm, I'm so thankful for him.
0: That's awesome. Well, I think to to me and other youth pastors that are listening, I mean, the big thing I take out of that is is to actually believe in your students and do what you can to see them succeed. See that leadership potential or whatever gifts that God's given them and do what you can to foster that because you never know what it's going to turn into in the long run.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So let's talk about this movie. Uh, first of all, um, I know that that I had I actually had a conversation. You guys probably don't remember it, um, but it was probably maybe about 10 years ago or so uh, when I heard you guys are starting to think about working on a movie. It was at a student leadership event um, out in California with Doug Fields and D.Y.M. and everything. And I remember having conversations and I was so pumped that you guys were actually stepping into the movie scene um, because. Yeah there's a lot of not so great Christian movies out there, Um, especially from a youth pastor's perspective. Sometimes it's like uh, cringy to take your kids to uh, a Christian movie, promote it and all that stuff. So I was so excited that you guys were doing that, but um, I'd love to know how that came to be. How, how did you guys finally decide, Hey, let's move from the skits to a full length movie.
2: Yeah. Like I I think I find it fascinating like 10 years ago. um, it, it, It really is that thing where, Steve, um, you know, it was a dream. Um, so I, 10 years, a decade ago, when those, mm-hmm. when these faith-based movies were coming out, it really was like, well, we should, and, and, and I think that's, and I think that's such a huge part of it too. Like Steve, I can remember when Tommy and I were start, I'm going to, I'll get back to this, just so sure. this will kind of set it up. <laughs> Steve, I can, I can remember when, when there was two or three skit groups out there in the late nineties, um, early two thousands at an improv group. And Tommy and I were just starting out in 1997. And I would, tr- and I would try to explain to people, well, I think we're a combination of, you know, this improv group and we're kind of funny like these guys. And we're, we still have the dramatic, we can do dramatic stuff like this guy. Um, I think it'd be so great if we could, you know, make this a full-time ministry and I'm, and, like, so saying that in 1997 and 1996 and 1995 and 1998, mm. people really were like looking at you like, oh, that's, 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 that's wow. So nice. yeah.
1: Oh my goodness. We're, we're, how crazy you are.
2: Yeah. And we're youth pastors. So this is a, like, and even my boss, and I love him, he would call it a side thing. You know, it's, a, it's a little side thing and, and you'll outgrow grow it. Like I remember him saying that to me and I I love him. Like it really was like, this is a side thing and you'll outgrow it. And, but, you know, keep it going for as long as you can, because marriage and babies will, will, will kill this. I mean, eventually, but have fun while you can. Mm -hmm. And when you say those dreams and when you step out and you articulate it, I think the crazier the looks, the big, the bigger your dream is, you Mm -hmm. know, I mean, you're on the right track. So all that to say, when I think about 10 years ago, Steve, nobody was asking us to do a movie. Like it really was just the audaciousness of, well, if Kurt Cameron can do it, maybe we can do it. If, <laughs> if they can do it, if, if these pastors, the Kendrick brothers can do some, maybe we have a shot. I mean, we're making many, we're making short films for churches. I mean, we just started doing that too. The, I mean, we were in that, you know, movement, mm-hmm. churches started having screens. At, so it really was this thing. And people looked at us like we were crazy. Um, You didn't, You you were excited, but, um, uh, <laughs> It really was that thing like- He was the no one. Way. He was the, <laughs> the one. one guy. Yeah. He was yeah. the one. So I, I hear that and I, I think a huge, beautiful part, it probably doesn't answer your question, but I think anybody listening, whatever your dreams are, I, I really do think you have to articulate and speak it. And it, it, really, it really has hit me to go, I mean, even speaking about this movie 10 years ago, if you're serious about your dream, you, you, you say it, you articulate it. And the crazier the looks you get, you're pre- you may be on to something that God wants you to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I, I want to add to that, Steve, because everything he said was right. I, I would say too, both of us have our individual experiences where we way before 10 years, you know, 20 years you know, ago that we both had a moment of going, okay, God, this is all yours. Like, mm. And, and I know, gosh, that sounds like a pastor talking, you know, <laughs> and preaching on Sunday morning. I'm just telling you that I had a moment sitting in a church office across from a pastor. Eddie had a moment driving in his car in California. We've both talked about it. Is that that moment that the dream is God's and you let go of it. And so in that point, you know, a lot of times in student ministry, it, you know, people are in it because it's the stepping stone to the next thing. It was never a stepping stone for us it was like okay we give that up and we'll serve you god in student ministry because we love kids and we love the church yeah. and we love you you know and so we both we both were going down that road and god was the one who in his time orchestrated bringing us back together because during that time when we did that I'm in Oklahoma Eddie's in California god god brings us back together god births the skit guys you know and these crazy dreams you know and you fast forward the tape to about Eddie, get correct me here, six years ago that you're praying? Five? Yeah, some,
2: some, something like that. I mean, five, six years ago, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: people are telling us, you know, hey, you should crowdsource this movie, you know? And we're like, that doesn't seem right. Like, God's always been so good to make things happen. And my buddy Eddie prays one morning and, and literally says, hey, God, I'm done. We're, you know, we're not, we're not going to pursue this anymore it's, you know, if it's yours, great, but we're not, we're done, you know, and two hours, two hours later, okay, his phone rings, it is an acquaintance of ours, it's not even like somebody that we know, it's an acquaintance who says, I was just thinking about you guys, have you ever thought about making a movie, you know, and Eddie's like, gosh, if you'd have called two hours ago, yes, no, (laughs) he's like, yes, you know, and, and that guy connected us with, someone and then that guy connected us with more people we ended up making the movie with the guy that he connected us with who's with k-love and then sony provident came in he brought them in and so like the truth of the matter is this movie's happening we believe because we placed it in god's hands Mm. and that sounds like a great church answer but we would testify that
0: that's our story you know we, we there's no other way to tell the story yeah that's amazing That's amazing. So some people, maybe uh, they haven't seen the trailers yet, or they're still kind of curious about the movie before we jump into a little more of like, you know, all the the stuff that youth pastors can get out of it and stuff like that. What, what is the synopsis of the movie kind of in a short form? What can they expect, I guess, when they go to, uh, to watch family camp?
2: Families can be messy, but we are, we are God's masterpiece. So you're going to see no, nobody preaches, but the preacher. So it you, i don't think anyone can sit in these in this movie and go ah here comes sermon ah here comes you know or you know it's like a hammer you're just getting beat um it's not it's nothing like that um so but two families that end up living in a in a yurt together which is like a glorified cabin and <laughs> um and they're total opposites one's very religious the other one you know hardly comes to church and, you know, and therefore you see the digression of their families and, and what that looks like and how that plays out. But, I mean, there's a teenager, there, there's, you know, younger kids, and um, the dads aren't bumbling idiots, the moms don't have it all together, and the kids aren't smarter than the parents. So <laughs> we try. We tried to really um, make them real, and we tried to let God be gravity. And I, I think, like, um, you know, uh, um there are like, you could, you could take out a lot of these moments and, you know, they would be clips that you could use for, you know, sermon setups and that kind of stuff. Um, But yeah, I I think there's something for everybody as far as God talking to their heart and something they can learn on. And, And I hope, and I hope we've done what we try to do is make people laugh, make them laugh really hard. And then, your, you know, laughter breaks down walls for truth dinner. So you can, you can hear what the Holy spirit wants to say to you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Uh, I've heard you guys talk about this before too. And, and just that, that idea of like that laughter and it really comes out of your skits as well. Like you get them laughing, you get the emotions going, and then all of a sudden slide in that meaningful moment that makes people think, um, Tommy, can you tell us any, anything about, like how it was to, to put those together. And, and did you guys have anything in mind that you're like this? I know Eddie mentioned, you know, we're all broken, but, but God has a plan for us. Is that, is that kind of the underlying theme that you tried to work into every one of those meaningful moments?
1: Here's, here's the thing, Steve, like the, the I, I would say that um, yeah, families can be messy, but God you know, makes masterpieces out of us. You know, Mm -hmm. I I think that is an under, that's an over through through everybody's story. But what I love about this movie is that everybody has a different story. Mm. And so you're going to see my character is too busy and, and he's forgotten what's really important. And, and in this week, he discovers what is Eddie's character. It's, it's more about image and, and his character it realizes, okay, there, I, I need to be real and 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 honest. And you know, my wife's character has to learn to trust God with the family. And Eddie's wife's character has to realize that she has a voice that can be heard. You know, and and the teenage the teenage girl in in the movie, she is you know she is uh, just overwhelmed by a a, a a camp romance. You know, and she's realizing that okay, that's not that important. And I'm I'm better than that. I don't have to have that. You know. Um, my son in the movie, he's trying to gain his father's approval. And he finds out that he's like, there is so many, but they happen so quickly. And they happen through the laughs that what, what was so cool, Eddie and I spoke with a movie reviewer a couple of days ago, that's not a believer. And one of the things that she said that was just a great compliment was she she watched, she watched an early screening of the movie. And she said, I kept waiting for that heavy handed message Mm. that all these movies have. And she goes, there wasn't one. Mm. She, she goes, it was beautiful. There was, there was messages throughout the the laughter, but there was not that moment where I felt like you were shoving this down my throat, you know? So I think that there's to say, what's that one message. I think the overarching message would be what Eddie said, but there's, there's so many different messages Mm. and, and at the same hand, in the, the the few screenings that we've been with audiences, what people keep saying is there's so many levels of comedy on it, mm. wh- whether it's different types of comedy or comedy for different ages, you know? So I, I think that's the, that really excites me uh, because that was one of our goals. And it seemed one of those audacious, how do you do that goals? But yeah. at the end of the day, we were just the skit guys. Like mm. we did in an hour and 50 minutes, what we've been doing for in some form or fashion, 30 years, you know, in three to eight
0: minute skits, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. That sounds like everybody will have probably some character, at least one that they relate to, um, which yeah. is, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. Um, so you, so you mentioned, yeah, like taking your, your couple minute skits out to an entire movie. Um, what was that process like working, you know, on a full length movie? Was it, was it more difficult, would you say, or is it just like just lengthening out what you normally do?
2: Uh, we. Um... It, a lot of it was trial trial by fire. The guy that does um a lot of our uh well, he does all our short films. He was an OU grad, started working at Tommy's church, and he was the first guy that said, I think I can put you guys on film. And that was around, you know, 2001. Uh, and that's how we started, you know, making short films for churches. Um mm-hmm. so the same guy, uh, he basically um, you know, vomited this out in, in about maybe two days, two or three days, and then we We showed it to everybody. We have a person named Renee also on our staff that does a lot of our lead writing. And she's great at story arc. And so she was the one that knew all the bones. And so it really was um, being thrown into this process and uh, just trying to make it happen. um, You know, they came to us with the, you know, we had a script and then we'd get together and we'd give notes and then we'd, they'd go away and they'd type that up you know, the new master, and then we'd read it again. And then we'd like, we, then Sony got involved, the faith-based division of Sony. And then, like, hey, we need to pump up the, the women characters. And so you go back and there's probably, Steve, there's probably maybe 14 revisions to this, uh, to the sucker. So mm-hmm. uh, it really was kind of, again, uh, Tommy said something so very interesting in 1987. Um, he said, yes, he said yes to go on a mission trip. Because of a youth minister saying, and he said, yes. And I think it's the same thing. You just got to keep figuring out how to say yes. Mm. And even if you don't have it all together, um, even if you don't know all the, the bare bones of everything, but it really was, we did not know how to write a screenplay. Um, we knew story we've what you know, we've all grown up on TV and movies. And so it really was just trying to figure, you know, reading books and just trying to put it all together and, and smart people around us to go now take that out. You know, that you've already said that once. And Mm-hmm. You know, and that kind of thing. here's what's crazy too, Steve. For since the early 2000s with these short films, we've been acting as if like like mm-hmm. again, you know uh, we treated it like a movie set. You'd see some of the same players on our short film sets making these uh videos for churches as we did, just you know pumped up on steroids on the movie set, mm-hmm. and um so we knew our way around, and we've been practicing so much editing our own short films going, no, we've said that twice. Or wait, hey, there's not enough God stuff right mm-hmm. there. What else do you have? Or hey, that little chunk right there, it's going to offend the, the, the senior citizen. Take that out. No, no, you know, no pastor is going to want to hear that and no mm-hmm. pastor is going to use it because of that. So take that out. But again, I look at this process and I, and I look at this movie and I go, I oh, know we did, like we saw it. We all got together and we go, it's not funny. We gotta, we gotta make, like, I know all the comedy's in there, but we gotta take this out and chunk this and take this. So it's been fascinating to go, we've been practicing for 20 years on, on this with the short films and then really set it, trying to set it in motion for the past 10 to where we are now.
0: That's cool. Tommy, so, I, mean, I know you, uh, yeah, you just talked about a little bit ago um, with the characters. It seems like everybody can relate to them. Everybody's got their own story that just kind of weaves together. So from, from a youth pastor's perspective, I'm asking the question, like, how can, how can we use this movie as a resource? How can it be a tool in our ministry? Um, I'm excited to go see it. I, I'm sure a lot of other youth pastors are excited to go see it themselves, but why should we bring our students? Why should they bring their friends to go see this? How can it be a tool that we use uh, for the greater kingdom within the youth ministry world and their families?
1: Steve, that's a great question. I think there's, there's several levels to that, and I will try not to drone on. But um, I think from the the first thing I would say to youth pastors is this, this is a movie that happened because of youth pastors, meaning um, we, we had a youth pastor that gave us five minutes every Wednesday night and said, hey, I want you to do a skit we didn't see the merit. It's not like Eddie and I went, we should do skits for God. Like there's no, there's no story with the skit guys where, you know, the heavens opened and said, thou shalt do skits. You know, it was a youth pastor who saw what saw something in us and said, I want you to do that. Now, granted, we took 20 minutes instead of five, most Wednesdays took up most of his time and butchered the Bible in the process. Right. Um, but that's that's our story. But the, the writer, the co-writer and director of this movie, Brian Cates, had a youth pastor who saw something in him and gave him five minutes every Wednesday night to make a video. And, and so that, that's how Brian got started, you know, um, and, and you really could probably go around the horn on several of our cast members. And and say, oh yeah, they were involved in church and a youth pastor saw this. So, you know, I, I go, I don't know the story behind any other Christian movie, but I can tell you that this one was birthed because youth pastors saw something in people, you know, and, and took a chance, you know. So I think that's a beautiful story that a youth pastor, if their kids saw the movie, could go back and say, Hey, let me tell you the behind the scenes, you know. I think from just a blatant, you know, watching the movie standpoint there literally is something for everybody, you know, and, and, and it is one of those things, if you've ever, you could go have a great youth night, and your kids are going to, I think your kids who's usually crossed their arms on Wednesday night, and you can't impress them, they're going to laugh, they're, they're going to laugh, they're going to have a good time, you know, and, and what's going to be great is, humor breaks down walls for truth to enter. So those, at some point, those crossed arms are going to fall down because they're laughing and God's going to hit them right in, in, in the middle of the forehead with something. But I think what's really cool about this movie too, is one of the greatest struggles for me as a youth pastor was how do I get my parents involved? Like, what, what, what can I do? You know, this would be one of those things that you could do. Like, this is family night and and we're all going to the movies together and ministry would happen. Your, your parents won't see it coming, but there's storylines in here for parents that mm. that they don't even know they need, you know, and, and they won't, and there's no moment where somebody's dramatically, you know, coming down on, why don't you listen to me, father? You know, I mean, it's just in the midst of the laughs, there's going to be moms and dads that go, oh, wow, mm. I needed that, you know? Mm. So I, I think that there's a multiple, multiple hmm, there's multiple ways that i think student ministries could use it ed did i did i miss something or anything
2: no that's that's really great i would encourage and just stay till the very end too um there's there's stuff at the end of the credits too Um,
0: yeah there's a marvel bonus scene nice nice
2: (laughs) Uh yeah i i i said at some point uh i i when i was in youth ministry I was always trying especially on family nights and stuff like that what what is the drive what is the drive away what what is the takeaway that you're in the car um and and I think there's a lot of I, I think we you know especially for student for youth ministry um there's great there's great driveaways there's great takeaways in a, in a in a church van or you know if, even if parents are getting in their cars and they and they're aware if the youth pastor is like hey this movie is just teed it up for you to Have some spiritual conversations if you're willing, have to have some moments if you're willing. Um, uh, it could be really beautiful, could be really, really beautiful. Mm. Uh, it it is, it is an, I love, I love that. It's, it's not, it's not a, it's not going to be your overly dramatic movie. It is, it is what we've always done. Mm. Um, it's why we get to go to conferences, it's why we get to do what we do. We are, we are the appetizer in a lot of ways, and we get to, we get to usher in a great meal. And the meal is the conversation. Hmm. So um I, I feel like we've done the same thing in this.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. And that's, that's one of the reasons why I, I love what you guys do so much because you do, you tee us up as, as youth pastors, you, you yeah. set it up for us to have great conversations with that. And, and I know, uh, I think download youth ministry just put out a, a talking points uh, around the movie, I believe. So, yeah. you know, if, yeah. if youth pastors are they're listening and they're like, okay, that's great, but I need something to go off of. Um, we'll put that in the show notes and you guys can check out the the talking points there and you can pass that on to parents as well. That could be a, a great, resource to kind of accompany the movie as well.
2: Here's just something to think about. Like, it's really hit me too, to go when, when I, when I, my calling, you know, I think that's a word that's not used a lot anymore, mm-hmm. um, especially in student ministry. Um, You know, we, 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 we adapted things from the sixties and seventies and, you know, they were part of the eighties and then, then we throw them away because, uh it just sounds old school, but, but the word calling is pretty huge because, um, I, I think a lot of students do feel a calling and now the calling used to be, well, you're either going to be a youth pastor, a pastor, mm-hmm. or a children's education minister, or the church is big. They have a gymnasium and you could be like the gym guy, you know, mm-hmm. slash janitor. You, like that. That could be a thing, <laughs> right? Um, the calling has opened up so much. I, I do believe too, and it's exciting to think about like Oh my goodness! Your calling really could be you're a musician, you're an actor you're you're a cinematographer like your calling for God could be so i mean the world is just just expanded, and especially in church world too, like these are actual jobs for people. Mm-hmm. um I think that's huge to go you know in mark chapter two these guys had an idea about their buddy. They're going to put him on a mat. They're mm-hmm. going to throw him up on a roof and they're going to get him to Jesus. Right. Yep. Yep. I think that's what student ministry does all the time. Mm-hmm. Youth ministers go, they put them on, they put that person on a mat and go, I have mm-hmm. an idea about you. I have an idea about you and we're going to get you to Jesus. And, and that idea doesn't stop with just you getting to Jesus, but then we get to unfold your gifts and talents mm-hmm. and usher you into your calling. So you can go out after you graduate and fulfill it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that's the beauty of student ministry. That's why we're here. Someone put us on a mat and said, mm. you guys are messy, but I got an idea. I got an idea. And I, and I think God has given me a vision for that idea. So I'm going to go ahead and implement it. You know, yeah. I think yeah. that's the beauty of this movie, too. I think people get inspired.
1: Yeah, that's and awesome. a lot of youth pastors have gotten in trouble for actually doing things on the roof of the church. <laughs> but really, <laughs> <fair>. <laughs> hey,
2: hey, here's us. Here's us as youth pastors back then.
0: That's in the day. awesome. Look at those two guys. Oh, that's man. awesome. <laughs> Who knew? Who, Who, knew? Best? <laughs> Who
2: knew?
0: I actually had a uh, a group of our 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 senior boys during our winter camp last year. They circled me up in, in a room, had this whole presentation. I was so proud of them. But then they asked me, they're like, okay, we got a proposal. We want to go on the roof.
2: <laughs> nah, <that's awesome.
0: laughs> the whole presentation <laughs> that's at that time, I'm thinking. I am not exactly going to give you what you want, but I am so impressed with your leadership right now. How can I turn this and use it for Jesus? That is awesome.
2: Yeah, you were, Steve, that's what's great
1: is you were trying to figure out how to say yes,
0: you know? Mm I love that. I love that. So I, I love what you were just saying, Eddie, and which leads me into this question. You know, you have a, an audience of youth pastors that are listening to this, this, uh, this podcast, um, what encouragements would you offer them or what tips would you offer them maybe from, your own time in, in youth ministry, or maybe just kind of further what, what Eddie was just saying as well. Um, the, the audience is listening they're they're ready to connect and, and make their ministry better, get better themselves as a pastor. Um, what encouragements or tips would, would you have for them?
1: Yeah, I am thinking about, um, at the first church that I served as a youth pastor is a small church in uh, the North Dallas area. And, um, I had, uh, had this opportunity, uh, Eddie was working at Saddleback, and um, they called for me to come interview. And I remember one night, my wife and I were talking, and and I said these words to her: "I said, um, hey, sweetie, don't worry, uh, we're just going to be at this little church for a little while, you know." And it was so ridiculous of me because because um, <laughs> I ended I didn't end up going out to Saddleback, and I came back and I spent 12 years at that little church, mm-hmm. you know, and I loved. 10 and a half of them. Um, <laughs> but I would say this, like um, Eddie and I have said for years, and I learned it from him, but it's do what you can, where you are with what you have and leave the results up to God. Um, don't ever let where you are, it, it be a stepping stone. Uh, you, you may look back at God's plan and realize that he was, he had you there for a reason. Um, and And then things went on and, you know, bigger is not always better. Um, There are still days that I long to go back to, you know, when I had 12 kids in a youth group uh, because it was the most intimate um, ministry, you know, that, that I ever got to experience. You know, Um, I remember the kids taking me to go see the four H barn and the animals that they showed, you know, and in the time going, Oh, this is, this is a level of Hades. I didn't know existed, (laughs) you know? Um, but so much great ministry happens. So I, I think my encouragement would be wherever you are right now, consider it where you're supposed to be. Don't don't sit and think what if and maybe someday and like don't ever lose your dreams. But like but know that you are where you are right now because God has you there and invest every moment that you can in in what you're doing and trust that in in His timing. He'll do whatever's next, you know, that's good.
2: That's
0: good. Eddie, do you have anything to add?
2: You know, I, I wish I could go back and tell the, the, the 20, 20 year old kid, um, that was in ministry, um, I really, I mean, it was a calling. I love, I I love students. I would, I'd be youth minister right now if I wasn't a skit guy. I I really do believe that. I would be in student ministry. Um, I wouldn't be a pastor. I would love to help out the pastor and do whatever he needed, be his friend and that kind of stuff. But I might be a youth pastor. That's what I would be doing. Um, And, and I would, I would say to myself, if I could go back and I would say it still today, just be gentle on yourself. I think youth ministry is a very, very, very tough, tough world. Um, Not only do you have your own paradigm where you are the leader, you're a leader with your own people underneath you that you're trying to help mentor and lead, then you have parents, you have your subsets, you have kids and parents. And then you still have to go in a meeting on a Monday or a Tuesday and sit with the pastor and all the other staff and you get handed other things you have to do. Talk about a job. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, not only are you supposed to do your job, but then you're supposed to do the job of the church and whatever the pastor's vision is to carry out. It's a lot of stuff. And I think we can either get caught up in a performance trap to go. If I do more then God will love me. Look at the numbers. I must be doing great. God Mm -hmm. must have favor on me. Um, I got to please my pastor. No, no matter what the personality of the pastor is. Um, we can get caught up in a wheel that we just keep spinning and we get so burnt out and we get so tired that we forget our calling and we're never really gentle on ourselves. I would just encourage the people, listen, just be gentle on yourself. A lot of y'all you beat yourself up for a lot of uh, things that are out of your control or you wish you could have done it differently, or you just feel like you're not enough because you're really buying into some really wayward parents or Um, maybe you really do have a hard pastor who's just who's just tough um be gentle on yourself mm -hmm. no matter how old or young you are be gentle on yourself Mm
0: -hmm. that's really good that's really good well, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. Um, I'm sure people are going to want to connect with you more. They may want to book you guys. They we're going to want to see your movie, all those different things. So where's the best place for people to find what you guys do? I know you also have your podcast, which is, is awesome. You just kind of rebranded a little bit over the last couple of years and kind of launched <laughs> a couple of new seasons. You just finished up season two. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. We've, been doing
1: a, we've been doing a podcast for 10 years and yeah. the first eight years, I think we did at least three of a year like it was <laughs> it, are we gonna do that oh, i don't want to do a podcast let's go, we see, go a see a
2: movie Steve. Yeah. yeah yeah you know
1: but we go see uh, a yeah. movie yeah. yeah, we did. It's a, I, I don't even I don't even know when it comes out. You can, you know, it's laugh at the skit, guys. You can find it wherever podcasts are found. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's
0: it's great. It really is. It, it really sometimes it's just what I need to get me through the day. As it, oh, it's yeah. just you guys. It's it's a it's a great combination of, of hilarity and and really meaningful moments as well. And oh, I, it's like very kind. I think the greatest thing for me is like when I'm listening, to I feel like I'm just hanging out with you guys. Um, and oh. that's. Thanks, that's great. Steve.
1: Yeah. Steve, and, that's been our ministry forever. We we know we're not the funniest guys, we're not the best actors, but we have this genuine friendship, you know, that's been around for over 30 years. And we just kind of open up the car door and let anybody in that wants to ride with us, you know, and and you know, it's a lot of fun. The the answer it to the smells
2: like Fritos. <laughs> it does <laughs> smell <laughs> like Fritos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bean
1: dip on certain occasions. Um, I, I would say um just to answer your question i don't want to overlook it skitguys.com mm-hmm. is you know you can find everything there you know there's videos there is the podcast there's uh skitguys fun swag there's we've got a book called smells like bacon that's about friendship um you know and uh yeah i think uh, and then for the movie if you go to FamilyCampMovie that's that's your best spot to see all things about the movie
0: all right cool well Thanks again so much for being on the podcast, guys. And thanks for all that you do for, for the student ministry world, for the church world as a whole, for, for the non-Christians who are going to see your stuff and, and start thinking about Jesus in a different way. Um, and just thank you for all that. And may God bless all of your ministry. Steve, thank, thank you. Thank
2: you so much, Steve. Thank you.
0: Thanks for being here for this episode and thanks again to Tommy and Eddie. Be sure to check out skitguys.com and go see their movie. Take your family, take your friends, take your youth group, encourage them to take their friends and their families. And also be sure to show skitguys some love on their social media, any movie reviews or anywhere else you can. Also a huge thanks to G Shades, the sponsor of this episode. If you're not only looking for a curriculum, but also a teaching strategy for your ministry, head over to gshades.org and use the promo code TSMPOD at checkout to receive an extra 10% off your order. I also want to encourage you to think of at least one other youth worker who might enjoy or grow from this episode and share it with them. you not only be blessing them, but you'll also be blessing us. So thank you so much for that. That brings us to the end of this episode, but we'll be back next time connecting you with others in the student ministry world. Until then, may God bless your ministry.